Welcome to the Woman Warriors Podcast, where we're working to help you call a truce with your anxiety. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Now, here's your host, Elizabeth Cush, LCPC. Welcome back to the Woman Warriors podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Cush, and I'm a licensed clinical professional counselor in Annapolis, Maryland, and I provide online therapy, all online therapy right now during the coronavirus uh, for residents here in Maryland. If you want to know more about my practice, you can go to progressioncounseling.com. If you want to know more about the podcast and get on the newsletter for all the episodes, you can sign up for the newsletter. Go to progressioncounseling.com. There is a form at the bottom. If you scroll to the bottom of the homepage, there's a form there that you can fill out and get on the newsletter. You can also sign up for my Worried Women's Guide to Meditation So if you are someone who feels like you can't find the time, that it's hard to dedicate the time, that it's hard to calm your mind to sit down and meditate, this guide is for you. Or if you just want to get started with a meditation practice, this guide is for you. So at the top of the page at progressioncounseling.com or womanwarriors.com, you can fill out the form, click on the link at the top of the page, and you'll get the free guide plus a bonus mindfulness and everyday life guide. So thanks for tuning in. This week uh, is just me, solo episode, and I just felt like it was important to check in, find out how everybody's doing fill you in on how I'm doing. Um, The stay-at-home orders here in Maryland are still in effect. Deaths are still increasing. Cases are still increasing. I have friends who are working on the front lines here in uh, Annapolis and the surrounding areas and I feel for them and their families and hope that all of you are safe wherever you are. I shared in my blog this week that I've noticed underlying stress. So it's, um, I wake up in the morning feeling really tired. I often have restless sleep where I'm dreaming crazy, crazy dreams Uh, about two weeks ago. So I've struggled with some lower back pain throughout my adult life. And um, what I've noticed as I've become more aware is that it often gets aggravated in times of stress. And I definitely associate it with some of my uh, trauma in my life too. So When I do get stressed out, that trauma gets triggered, but that back pain showed up about two weeks ago. And 
I found that I also find that I'm getting frequent headaches. So by the end of the day, I feel really pretty exhausted. But what's interesting is I've been reflecting on these physical symptoms of my stress. So really sort of trying to be in tune and paying attention so that I can take care of myself. And with that paying attention, I recognize that I really pile on the shame around the symptoms. So when my back began to hurt again, which it hasn't hurt for some time, I began to tell myself, you know, you're not doing the work. You're not taking care of yourself. You haven't healed this trauma. Just a ton of shame around feeling the pain and the pain showing up. And part of that shame is like, I'll never be fixed. This will always be here. And two, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I should be better. I should be on and on and on. And so that was really, that's really been um, something very helpful for me to work on in therapy, actually. I um, have been bringing that to my sessions and working through some of that shame and where those stories originated about healing and where I should or shouldn't be. But this is just where I am. And to have more compassion for myself in these moments feels really, really important. But some of the other things I've been noticing, both personally and professionally, is that our emotional states are really activated right now. So emotions are big. I was sharing with some friends that I was reading a book about one of the characters in the book. Um, It's a memoir. So one of the people in the book was uh, at the end of their life and due to cancer, very early death. And I could not stop crying. Like I was so overwhelmed with grief and sorrow and feeling for this young woman whose life was ending before she was ready. I've also noticed and heard from others how easily overwhelmed they're feeling and getting, that small tasks feel huge, and that having, for those of of you out there who are now working from home, have your children at home. So having to be full-time parents, doing full-time jobs, there's so much to, to hold, to process, to be with, to, to navigate. And that's really hard. But I've heard from so many people and seen on social media that like, I should be doing a better job at all of this. And my feeling is like, you know what? We are where we are and trying to have some grace and compassion for how hard this is. 
And I talked to my sister uh, this week, I think, maybe it was last week. We've been sharing about how, how much grief and loss we're holding. We're grieving the loss of connections, of celebrations, of funerals, of gatherings, of lifestyle. And that's a lot. And, and for some of you, it's your jobs. It's, it's livelihood. Like there is so much to be sad about, to, to grieve that we, maybe that we minimize, that we say, hey, I, it's not that big a deal. I shouldn't be sad about this thing because there's other people who are starving. But it is sad. We have lost a lot. And not having that human connection with the people that we love and care about, not having the life that we took for granted and lived, that's hard. I know for me, not seeing my children has been really hard. You know, they're all adults and living their lives and doing well and taking care of themselves, but we usually get to see each other pretty regularly and it's just not possible right now. And I'm not sure when that will happen and that's really hard. There are some great articles about the sense of loss and grief that we're feeling. One is through the Harvard Business Review. That discomfort you're feeling is grief is the name of the article. And there's also another great one on CNN under the subject heading of uh, grief and loss, the coronavirus pandemic and wellness. Both some great, um, they have some great insight into why this is so hard and why we're all grieving. I have talked to some people who, who are doing fine. They're they are in actually feeling as if this is a time of slowdown for them or this is the life they wish they had been leading besides the fact that there is a virus. Obviously, that's horrible and they, they are recognizing that too. But the quieter, slower life doesn't feel bad for them. And for some people, this doesn't feel that different from their daily life. They already worked at home. They already spent their time with their partner at home, and this doesn't feel so different. And there's people out there that are finding ways to be more productive and creative in their daily life because they have more space. So wherever you are in this process is okay. If you're struggling, that's okay. If it's hard, that's okay. If you're loving it, that's okay. We are where we are. And I think it's really important to be practicing compassion for ourselves in this moment and in this time of crisis. So becoming aware of your critical shaming parts working on giving yourself the kindness 
that you would offer to others without thinking? Embracing all your feelings. The feelings you might label good or bad. Embrace them all. We're feeling what we're feeling and your feelings don't make you a bad person. And trying to remember that we're all, that we all struggle from time to time. That we're all in this. And that maybe just because other people are struggling more than you doesn't mean you're not struggling too, or that you shouldn't be struggling too. And the reason that I know or I feel that it is so, so important to be practicing self-compassion is because through all of this uh, experience of recognizing the shame that's coming up for me, I realize that there are moments when I revert back to those old behaviors of shaming, blaming, making myself feel bad about how I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing. So I know it's important for me to practice and I'm going to be sharing the RAIN meditation uh, in a bit, but I just wanted to share my experience of what that RAIN meditation has meant for me. So RAIN stands for, it's an acronym, it stands for Recognize, Allow, Investigate, and Nurture. So through the meditation, we're recognizing what's happening, we're allowing it to be there, we're investigating it with curiosity, and then we're offering ourselves nurturance and compassion and kindness. I first came upon the RAIN meditation when I was in grad school, and um, I was really struggling with, do I belong here? Am I smart enough? Can I do this? Is this a smart idea to be here when I have kids at home, et cetera, et cetera. But Tara Brock, she is a meditation uh, teacher as well as a psychotherapist in the Washington, D.C. area. And I came upon her website and her books and her meditations, one of which is she has adapted this RAIN meditation, which we will do shortly. But it's not always easy to do because we are putting ourselves in a place of vulnerability where we're feeling our feelings the shame and the blame, the fear, these feelings will show up because we're calling upon them to show up. So just, I want you to be prepared. And you might feel like crying. Sometimes I cry during this meditation because it is so powerful. So if you're feeling exceptionally vulnerable right now, maybe wait until you're a little bit farther away from that and you're feeling a little more grounded but if you're feeling called to do this meditation, I would say, let's do this and we will walk you through it with compassion. It's helped me learn to be with my difficult feelings and feel more at ease and compassionate towards myself. 
I've learned that I can be kind and accept kindness from myself, that I can comfort me, and that that helps me feel more connected to me. And it allows me to feel more grounded and present even in times of crisis. So if you're ready, we're going to start this meditation. So find a comfortable place to sit or lie down, maybe in a chair or a cushion or on a blanket on the floor. Just noticing where your body makes contact with the surface on where you are resting. Maybe it's your bottom on the chair or your back against the floor. Just noticing those contact points right now. And taking a slow, deep breath in. Exhaling out. Another slow, deep inhale. Exhaling out, emptying your lungs and your chest and your belly. And one last very deep inhalation. Exhaling out, letting go of the stress and the tension and allowing yourself to be here right now. So I want you to bring to mind something that you're struggling with. Maybe it's some behaviors or your inner critical voice or a difficult situation you've been in, difficult thoughts or feelings. Just noticing, maybe you're hearing that inner critical voice or feeling shame or fear around behaviors or situations. Maybe you're feeling anxious or depressed. I just want you to notice that that's there. Without creating a story around it, we're trying to rationalize or judge where you are in this moment. And now we're going to allow that experience to be just as it is. We're not going to try to fix it. Trying not to judge yourself for wherever you are. And maybe just noticing with a word or two, like, yes, this is here. Or it's okay. Or here it is. Just acknowledge and accept whatever it is that you're feeling or noticing.
And now we're going to investigate the feelings with interest and kindness. Maybe you can ask yourself some or all of these questions to explore what's coming up for you. What's calling my attention right now? What's the hardest part of this? And what am I telling myself about this? Am I feeling fear or judgment, anger, shame, sorrow, or loss? And where do I feel this in my body? Noticing where that feeling is, maybe placing a hand on the part of your body where you feel that feeling most intensely. Does this feel familiar? Have I felt this way before sometime in my life, maybe in childhood? If I could express these most vulnerable feelings in words or pictures, what would they be? What does this part most need from me or from some larger spiritual source of love and wisdom? Can I tune back into my body as I continue to get curious about this? And now we're going to nurture ourselves with compassion and kindness. Can I be with this struggle right now with compassion? Are there kind words that I need right now? Or a kind gesture? If it feels comfortable, you can say to yourself, I love you and I'm here. Or I love you and I'm listening. Placing a hand on your heart or your cheek or another part of your body that feels comforting just offering yourself that touch of compassion and kindness.
you can also imagine being bathed in a warm cleansing light from above. Imagine that it's filtering down through your whole body, from your head, through the body, down to your toes. If there are difficult feelings, if this feels too hard to offer yourself this compassion, you can imagine that's, that it's someone you love, a good friend, a partner, a parent, a pet, or a spiritual guide offering you the compassionate words and gestures you need in this moment. And remember, no matter what's coming up for you right now, try to be with it with a sense of curiosity and kindness and without judgment. Now take a slow, deep breath in, exhaling out, gently moving your body in ways that feel comfortable to you, maybe wiggling your fingers and your toes, stretching gently, and opening your eyes as you reorient yourself to the room. Tara Brock offers these words about the RAIN meditation. When you've completed the active steps of RAIN, it's important to just notice your own presence and rest in that wakeful, tender space of awareness. The fruit of RAIN is realizing that you are no longer imprisoned in the trance of unworthiness or in any limiting sense of self. Give yourself the gift of becoming familiar with the truth and natural freedom of your being. It is mysterious and precious. Well, I hope you found that meditation helpful. Again, it's one of my favorites. You can... Uh, Google rain meditations. There's lots of them out there in the in the interweb out there online um, through multiple apps, probably as well. Well, take care of yourselves in the coming weeks. Be kind, compassionate, and loving to yourself and to others. Stay healthy. Ciao for now from This Woman Warrior. Thanks for listening and subscribing to The Woman Warriors podcast. Music was written and performed by Andy Cush. If you'd like more information on this episode, you can find the show notes, the resources shared today, and links to the guests' profiles at womanwarriors.com. Thank you.